You're listening to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, a weekly San Diego Comic Con podcast hosted by Leonard Sultana. This is season two, episode twenty-four, recorded on the twenty-sixth of April, two thousand and fifteen. We're back after a little break, skipping two Sundays. Safe to say, while we've been away, a lot has happened for Leonard and Alyssa Franks of Friends of CCI Forum to talk about. Hello there, and welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Yes, we've got a slight name change as we come back to uh, a fresh run of these Sunday's uh, hangouts, uh, because we want to try and get more people watching and listening on uh, YouTube and on iPlayer. Uh, sorry, on um, iTunes. iPlayer? <laughs> We're not that big yet. Uh, <laughs> this is a weekly hangout where we talk San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, if it's the first time you've seen one of these, uh, go back and look at the rest of them because we have some uh, pretty good chats on the uh, the archive. Uh, but this is a, sh- um, a soft open to this final stretch as we head headlong uh, towards San Diego Comic-Con 2015. We have got 11 of these to go between now and... San Diego. And if that doesn't scare you a little bit, then it really should do. Because quite frankly, uh, 11 is not a great deal. We're talking two and a half months. It'll be gone in a blink of an eye. So, it's been a busy couple of weeks. And to talk about uh, those two weeks while we've been away, um, it's just myself, uh, Lena Sultana, uh, and uh, Alyssa Franks, who's joining us. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Good morning. 11 weeks? I know. I, I I did not realize that. And <laughs> I knew I know it's gonna be a busy con season because everything is is the spring cons that have happened have been phenomenal. I've been wow. hearing amazing reports from Star Wars and C two E two and WonderCon was great. You saw you guys all saw the WonderCon that we just did um the episode. But 11 weeks. <laughs> that, 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 that's the kind of fact which makes you just kind of uh, pour, take a moment of breath. And so like, whoa, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, as always, um, what we are doing is an interactive uh, hangout each and every Sunday. This is a roundtable affair. Over the next um, 11 weeks, or certainly the next 10 episodes after this one, we're going to be having a number of guests on. We're going to be having a number of bloggers who are going to be taking part. Um it's a round table. It's you as well uh, interacting with us, watching live. We've got a number of viewers. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Jump in on the Q&A on the Google Plus event. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Um, is there anything over the last couple of weeks that have jumped out at you? What do you think is going to be at Comic-Con this year? Uh, is there anything that you'd like to see at Comic-Con, but you kind of think that maybe it's not going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of uh, theories myself. Especially off the, like I say, the, as uh, Alyssa has said, the massive um, couple of events that have happened over the two weeks we've been away. Um, hopefully you did see the WonderCon um, event as well, uh, the WonderCon hangout that we did uh, with Alyssa giving us a, a fantastic live report. Now the thing that, no, it was, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant episode. I really enjoyed uh, watching you do that wander around. And I then thought, 
great. I have a, a rough idea of the geography of Anaheim now. And in 2016, I can go to WonderCon. I can know where everything is. <laughs> at which <It's> point... <laughs> at which, which point, they will. Yeah, at which point, literally hours after you po we posted that Hangout, Oh. There, were, there was the, the talkback panel. Did you manage to go to the talkback at all? Because I know that you said you were thinking of going. I went to the talkback, and I am trying to get that on air. I actually recorded a bunch of it. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that, because uh, um, one thing I'm hopefully going to, do, to be doing a lot of at um, San Diego is a lot of periscoping uh, with live broadcasting of uh, bits and pieces and panels. And I really wanted to see what um, the, the talkback was like. I don't know if I'll be able to do a broadcast from the talkback at San Diego. I might get told off a bit for that, but who knows. Um, so what was, what was talked about at the talkback as well as next year's plans? You can certainly record it, which is what I did. Um, and you would probably be a lot more timely in getting it up on the air than me. Regardless, <laughs> it was very informative seeing the body language um, of John and David, who actually came to the talkback panel. Uh, the two major, of course, the two major topics were the um, uh, moving to, to L.A. For, for WonderCon and the hotels in San Diego and stay, whether or not they'd be staying in San Diego and going on about the hotels. There's been two major threads in the forum about that. Um, with regards to the move, it really seemed from what they were saying is that Anaheim was not able to provide the, the panel space be it the arena or the, the panels upstairs to produce WonderCon. So they had to go someplace else. I, is, this, is this during the, um, the building work they're doing? Cause they're, I know they're doing a large expansion over the next couple of years. And I know the main body of that is happening over the next four months. Is that, um, is that the kind of what they're trying to, well, is that what they're avoiding uh, by moving to LA for so far just the one year? Right. Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of speculation about whether or not that's going to be one year or not. Um, regardless, the the motivation to move, they seem really happy with Anaheim. They seemed in in a in a, a brief private on the way to the talkback panel that I was able to get with David. Um, he really seemed as though they were sorry to leave, to have to move to LA because they don't want the production. They, they've just gotten it nailed down at WonderCon and now they have to, to redo all of the lines and the, the planning for it all. Sure. So, I, you know, that, that was important to, he felt that that was very important to get out to people and, who knows whether or not they're going to stay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, for people who don't know the history of WonderCon, I mean, it started in San Francisco um, and moved to uh, Anaheim, I believe, 2009. So it's only been there for three, uh, sorry, five, six years. But it's done such a great job of establishing itself. Uh, and certainly uh, when I talk and think about WonderCon, the word Anaheim pretty much follows straight away when I think about it. But so... Uh, it does kind of this, the whole history of uh, WonderCon does let you know that it is still a moving caravan thing. And while they have done their best to make WonderCon Anaheim and Anaheim its home, 
LA for certainly for 2016 is where we're going to be uh, heading. Um, I know that a lot of people have talked about um, LA and the move to LA, uh, certainly not in a, a positive light either, because obviously uh, it could be. I mean, I think when I saw um, the hangout, oh sorry, the, uh, the the blog post that the uh, San Diego Comic Con unofficial blog did uh, as the uh, the aftermath of WonderCon, they were talking about uh, the various speculation about um, this being almost like a test drive to see if San Diego could move to uh, LA. I don't think that's the case. I think it really is a separate event. And they are now just seeing and uh, making sure that WonderCon is the best event that they uh, can get. Obviously, however, people have been speculating whether WonderCon can even um, be uh, a good home in LA. What has been the response from the forum? Let me interrupt, please. Go for it, go, go for it, go for it. What's been the response? So can I just shout you down? Go on, yes. The, um, the problem with moving to LA and was brought up in the WonderCon talkback panel and how it was interesting to me how much David stressed the, um, working to get hotel rooms cheaper. Um, and it seems like it's such an odd thing to talk about when you talk, when you're talking about moving this whole a monolith of, of Comic-Con to LA. But the reality is, is that if you start pricing hotel rooms at the five, $600 range for the average con goer, you know, if you move it into that range, the, the clientele, the, the attendees, the whole, it changes and you start removing all of the the families and the people the avid fans the the fanatics who will sleep out overnight and and those kinds of things so if la is able to to provide the cheaper hotel rooms that would be one reason why they would i think cci would eventually consider moving san diego comic-con of course, there is the San Diego part, which is all encompassing. And I think that would be a huge thing. And a number of people have said on the forum to get back to your question, <clears throat> it's never going to move. Yeah. It's never going to move. It's, it's part of San Diego. And as long as San Diego management works with Comic Con for hotel rooms and, and space and accommodations, it's going to be in San Diego. That's my hope. You know, and I know it sucks not being able to sell 200,000 tickets as opposed to only being able to sell 130,000 tickets, but that's the way it is. No, it makes total sense. Um, yeah. uh, what else was um, the, uh, high, I mean, highlights for WonderCon uh, for yourself, uh, and certainly with that move to L.A. and what L.A. can provide? I mean, what, what highlights for WonderCon were for you? Because uh, <laughs> you look like you look like you're having such a great time. My highlights are not the normal highlights because I don't go to the Hall H panels and all of that. I had two major highlights. One of them I didn't. Neither of them did I get on tape. <laughs> One of them was when I I went with my parents and my I called my dad up. This was after thinking they were not having a good time. I called oh. my dad up on Saturday and he said to me. I can't talk now. I'm in a panel. Click. <laughs> which, which panel was he in? 
Oh, some Saturday morning cartoon panel. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter to them. They just went into, walked into panels, whatever was open. They walked in. Brilliant. We, um, I also saw the masquerade. Uh, and I have to say that the guy that does, that hosts the masquerade, who also does it at Comic Con San Diego is brilliant. Um, and the third thing would have to be the, um, the Neil, um, <clears throat> Neil Adams was in a panel for Jack Kirby. Oh. And once he got on, I've, I've never really seen Adams, uh, really animated. Uh, Neil Adams. Yeah, yeah when he, when you've yeah. never seen him in full flight. In full flight. And he was telling some stories about the early days and Jack Kirby and Stan Lee that were perhaps not quite flattering. It was brilliant. I, I, I was just kicking myself for not getting that on tape because that just, that five minute monologue that he did on a retrospective of Kirby was brilliant. And um, so those were my three highlights for WonderCon. Fantastic. And interestingly enough, I'm hearing some major things about C2E2. Uh, yes, I mean, that's taking place uh, today and indeed yesterday as well. Um, some major announcements, especially coming out of uh, DC. Mm-hmm. Um, DC and Image um, have both been uh, very big uh, players in this weekend's event. Obviously, I mean, for myself, I've been rather excited by the uh, announcement that there's going to be a third volume of The Dark Knight. Um, I know that a lot of people are. The, the second it got posted on a number of boards, uh, there was, it was just negative left, right and centre. But I'm, I'm excited. I, I mean, now this is where I'm really going to get shot down in flames. I'm a big <laughs> fan of The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Um, I think it, no, I think it's a bold comic. I think it's a bold graphic novel. So I'm looking forward to Dark Knight 3. Um, although the title, The Master Race, kind of gets me a little <laughs> bit nervous. <laughs> but it's, Miller, it, it's, 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 it's right. So, so I, I haven't been keeping up with the announcements, but Miller is writing that. It's Miller, it's Miller and it's Brian as, I can never pronounce his surname. I'm never oh, going to try it. Yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah, it's the, I mean, it was Brian that announced it at the, uh, the C2E2 panel. Um, mm-hmm. Frank, Frank has apparently been sitting on it ready to announce it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Um, what else have you seen, um, in the C2E2 stuff? I know that Ian O'Hara is watching. Hello, Ian. Thank you very much. Indeed. Apparently he's wandering around, um, at C2E2 at the moment and kind of, watching this at the same time. What are you, what are you seeing, Ian? Let us know. Yes, please. I'd love to. I, the, I mean, I've just been seeing what Brian, um, the, uh, the PR guy, has been posting uh, about it. I haven't really been dive, diving into it. I've been trying to get um, some other stuff done. It just – I am making plans for a roommate to go to attend C2E2 next year, I think. I think that's going to be my spring con next year. Really? I'm not sure because Star Wars, if Star Wars 2016 was in April or May, <laughs> I would be over there visiting you. No. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's talk about that then. Let's, let's talk about that. 
I find, I mean, number one, I'm extremely excited that um, Star Wars Celebration is coming to London in 2016. That, I mean, of course I am. That's absolutely thrilling news. <clears throat> the timing is just so... It's, uh, it, yeah, it's one week before the presumed date for San Diego Comic Con 2016. It's the weekend before. Good Lord. So, now, the question I've got to ask is, what are Reed Pop thinking? And is it really that strategic that they are putting it that close to San Diego Comic Con? Um, and are they just trying to kind of like, undercut or cut the legs out from San Diego because Star Wars Celebration this year from the second it started was immense um, mm -hmm. especially from uh, I mean literally from 10am day one that mm -hmm. Star Wars that, that Force Awakens panel was uh, astounding I'm going to pause you before we start talking about 15 and continue <laughs> on. well just to, just to address I don't I don't know if I believe that that Reed Pop is trying to undercut um, CCAI. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's absolutely room for two. Um, I think it would have been a nice consideration if they had put a two week buffer in. Whether or not they even paid attention to San Diego, I'm not sure. I have to think that somebody did. Yeah. You know, so that's I just wanted to get that in there about the, 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 the timing is just a little too coincidental. Uh, it's brutal. I, I would have loved to have come and visited with you and, and every and the whole UK. Well, admittedly, uh, there are a number of people I'm seeing that are doing the whole flying oh. over, coming over to uh, Star Wars Celebration, jumping on the plane, and then doing San Diego. I mean, uh, I, that's, that's pretty much my plan uh, as it's going to be. I'm going to be heading down, I think, for Star Wars Celebration, staying in London for Monday morning, jumping on the plane at Heathrow over to San Diego. That's... That's yeah. my plan, anyway. Yeah, I, I cannot put if if and it makes sense for you guys to do it because you're located next to one of them. If I was next to San Diego or I was next to London, I would do it. But it's the flight over to London, then the flight to yeah. San Diego, then the flight home. It all it, after just getting off a plane from Japan last week, where on my schedule. Jet lag. It, it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. <laughs> it was worse than going from LA to England, but um, from but as you were saying, 2015. A couple of things that really jumped out at me um, yeah. when it came to Star Wars Celebration and what Repop did with that event, and then I don't know if it was more the fact that they had the infrastructure and the money involved uh, with their collaboration with Star Wars. But the live streaming on YouTube was a masterstroke. It was absolutely stunning to be able to just turn on YouTube throughout the course of the entire day, four days worth of it, to just go on and see stuff, content online, including that entire Star Wars first, uh, the Force Awakens trailer, uh, sorry, uh, panel and the trailer live as it was happening. It was just incredible. And then that's where I, I think I'm going to come back to it when we talk a little bit later. So I do want to talk about um, the um, channel that um, CCI has set up with uh, Lionsgate. We'll, we'll kind of come back to that. 
know we're kind of bouncing around, but certainly with Star Wars, that live streaming was just stunning uh, to actually see it. And I think even off the back of the streaming, that's going to get more people excited to actually attend it in person. Because then to actually see it on the screen and go, I want to be there. That's where I want to be. And I think that's where a lot of people, uh, it's, it's kind of things like that. I mean, people talk about streaming as taking away from the event. I think it actually just ramps up the anticipation to actually go and experience that for yourself. I think it was just a, a brilliant thing. I have a picture from that Brian Stephenson posted. He's the PR guy from New York um, about the control room for which, of course, being the techie that I am, um, that I'm going to post momentarily over on the Q&A. If I can get the Q&A up. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what, while, while, you're, while you're looking for the picture, I'll very quickly go through the Q&A because uh, I know okay. we've got a couple of people watching. Thank you, Roger, for watching live. Once again, do jump in on the hashtag uh, OTSDCC if there's any comments you want to do on Twitter if you're watching on YouTube or if um, you want to jump in on the Q&A at, on the uh, Google Plus event. Thank you very much indeed to Michael Leventhal for joining us, uh, set, watching and setting up for my conference in Austin. Bit of multitasking there. Thank you very much indeed. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of comments from Ian O'Hara. Um, apparently, maybe Dan Berry, who's actually at C2E2. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Getting myself a little bit confused there. But um, uh, Ian's gotten some g- uh, good uh, comments and questioning. Uh, apparently, he has said, however... Uh, that if we are going to uh, WonderCon next year, we've got a place to stay with him. I think he's talking to myself and Alyssa. If he's talking to everybody who's watching online, it could be a bit crowded at his house. But he's only 40 minutes away from L.A., so... Uh, I hey, claim the couch. <laughs> you claim the couch. Um, I'll bring a tent. We'll, we'll stick it outside. We'll be fine. So the, And he's also saying that he would like to see Marvel Studios in Hall H. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. Until they turn around and say something different, yeah, it's it's not happening. Um, what else? Um, Betsy Wood, Wooden it's uh, joined us. Hello, Betsy. Uh, emails from travel planners. Uh, she's received two cancellations for a room that had a paid deposit. Uh, Ziamara has um, received cancellations for rooms um, without a name of credit card information. There does seem to be one or two issues with hotel reservations and emails are coming through if you've received any of these jump in on the q a let us know because let's see if we can uh, talk about that as well i received a couple of emails um because i um reserved a room but um didn't book it and i've been received a, an email stating that that room may go out uh, be available um because i haven't booked the thing but people have been getting some very strange emails through from uh, travel planners it's another element of the whole hotel sale, which is just prudent. Uh, I mean, we would, I've been talking to several people on Twitter about this, and it just seems to be calamity after calamity. It's just been. I, I forget what time they open, but it is Eastern time, and I think it's. I, I think it may even be at eight a.m. Eastern time that they open tomorrow morning. And I found so I found that calling right at eight at, or at eight o five, you'd probably have not an hour-long wait to speak with somebody to get it sorted. Okay. Uh, Let's see what else has been talked about on the Q&A. Charlotte Allen, uh, looking forward to the Walker Stalker Fan Fest and the Walking Dead Escape. Uh, Either of you two guys going. I'll certainly be popping in and checking out because the one thing that is happening at Petco, if you haven't heard, is that you've got 
the Walker, um, Walker's Talker Fan Fest. And you've also got um, Nerdist and um, De- Geek and Sundry taking over the first floor up the steps, uh, pretty much uh, taking over the space which Nerd HQ uh, had uh, in 2014. Indeed, the question has come up as well. Has anybody heard any word about Nerd HQ? Nothing. Uh, there's been nothing about Nerd HQ. There has actually been rather um, quiet amount of information coming f- about Nerdist, apart from the WonderCon announcement that that's going to be happening. Um, it's, we're, I mean, we're talking 10, 11 weeks away. Hopefully we'll be hearing something very soon about what they've got planned. But um, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry do keep some of the model from Nerd HQ to um, have mini panels. But I think there's a different drive to it because Nerd HQ was very much a small company uh, set up by Zachary Levi in an attempt to um, raise the profile of Nerd Machine and also raise money for his uh, charitable contribution. With the, this event, with um, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry, there's money coming from Legendary, and it's a more commercial enterprise. So it maybe it's a slightly different vibe. So who knows? It could be interesting. I personally, uh, people have been asking about Nerd HQ. I don't think it's happening. Let, let me just answer the, will, will I be attending the, the Walker Stalker, <laughs> all of that sort of thing? I have historically not gotten out of the convention center. I am one of those people. So ah. if somebody wants to, to walk with me and show me <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, listen, I, I, am, I am up for that. Uh, if uh, I'll hold your hand on, say, on, on Thursday or on Sunday. We'll go across and we'll have a look at it. How's that? <laughs> that sounds perfect. Fine, Just because. I, I, I don't even, I would probably end up going the long way. The first year I went to Con, I went around the wrong way, and I went the long way around the loading docks. <laughs> so I would probably do that at Petco, too. So <laughs> I need somebody to save me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. No, it, it's easy enough to get there. It's fine. I'm sure it is. I'm it's sure fine. it is. Um, returning back to um, Star Wars Celebration, and this was another uh, thing that was really uh, exciting. Um, this is from Janine Lecaro, um regarding yes. the VIP tickets for uh, uh, 2016. Mm. Um, admittedly, uh, how many were there? Something like 200, 300 VIP tickets? I think it's only like 200. For, for 2016, that's yeah. how many tickets they said. I don't know how much for... 15 because 15 also included a second lower tier, sure. which um, did not include access to the, the same access to panels. Yeah. So it very well could be in the neighborhood of more like 500 for 15 Star Wars. Fair enough. Well, either way, uh, the VIP t- t- tickets for 2016 Star Wars Celebration selling out in, and um, I know that we've got Janine saying two minutes. I actually got a slightly different number than that. 86 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A $500 ticket selling out in, eight, in, in that amount of time. I will say one thing about Repop. Having bought tickets from them, they have a 10-minute window. <clears throat> so you, if you add it to your cart, and you don't complete the, the sale in 10 minutes, it gets added back in. So just like uh, Blizz, BlizzCon and um, all of the other repop shows, it's worthwhile to F5 
<laughs> just keep fiving, especially at that eight to nine minute mark. Yeah. Not now. Uh, they're, they're, they're gone. Um, yeah, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're, 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 they're gone. They're gone now. <laughs> Uh, it's slightly, slightly late now. Um, but yeah, the VIP tickets in a heartbeat. Um, then again, I mean, from even just looking at, um, the, 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 the list on the, the website, what you get for that VIP experience is just amazing. So, oh well. I have been able to get the VIP tickets for C2E2 a year or two ago and for New York Comic Con and every read pop show I will go for a read uh, VIP ticket really? unless it costs $500 then I won't go for it <laughs> if it's 200 bucks yes it's worth it yeah um, I mean I, I, I'm trying to remember how much it was for Star Wars but I think it was $300 no, I that I think no, five, five, it, it was five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars, so about two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, exactly. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! So. Yeah. Um, other things on the docket on the Q and A. Anywhere? Ah, this is a very good question. I mean, this is leading on to something that Neil Williamson has said, and I'm going to come back to that. Any word on how to get tickets for Conan? in San Diego, held at the Spreckles Theatre, uh, July 8th to 12th. Very good point. Uh, there's been no word about that either. It is happening. Um, Conan's got the the theatre booked. Um, it's going to be a, a, a show of some description, uh, with suspecting it's going to be a delayed recording, so it may be an early evening show, very uh, delayed cut, and then broadcast um, on air. Um, but at this point, nobody knows anything. I mean, uh, two and a half weeks out, Everyone has been remarkably quiet about details. Um, obviously, the only thing we have heard has been uh, regarding Marvel Studios, and that kind of came out of the blue from the James Gunn Q&A. But no one is saying, no one is saying a thing. Um, Nick Williamson said on the UK group that usually at this point, 10 weeks out, we're getting loads of information. We're getting lots of anticipation going. And it's just seeming like it's being held very much to the last second. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Is it is is the is the Conan thing going to happen in that there isn't there a, a like a two thousand seat theater or a two hundred? Yeah, it's yeah. the so, yeah. so it's got to be happening there. Um, I mean, it'd be worth. I didn't. Don't they usually? sell the tickets themselves so it would be worth just haunting that site you sure. know on a on, i would probably set up a some sort of a oh it changed alert notification yeah <laughs> but I, I, I think that i think the thing that's um is freaking everyone out is the fact that the tickets aren't being sold yet and no details right. are being uh, announced right so um it's just the fact that we've got no information to go on at this point at 10 weeks but they now. know but they know that it's going to sell out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, there's no, they could put it on sale the week beforehand. Nobody, nobody is making hard and firm plans at this point. So, I mean, if, if they were to put it out now and people were to build their schedules around it without knowing what's happening at San Diego, I don't know. It, I can understand there's no hurry on their part to put it out because. Sure. You know, I, and I understand why the the why people are wanting more information, but it's all going to happen, and it's all going to be wonderful, 
And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you eternal optimist, you. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, I keep coming back to the Brigadoon. It, it, it will appear and magically disappear four days, five days later. And it's, it's just the way it is and it will be fabulous. SDCC Brigadoon. I'm creating the hashtag right now. That is. I can't, I cannot take the, um, the, the credit for that, uh, that actually came is a direct quote from David Glanzer. <laughs> As the Brigadoon. Oh, um, and, and if people are not familiar, that's from a movie whose name I'm, I'm, is escaping me. Maybe it's Brigadoon? It was Brigadoon. No, it was Brigadoon. <laughs> yep, from the yeah. 50s. Uh, yeah. A musical, which I hate, but you know, oh. there you go. <laughs> it's, sorry. There, <laughs> yeah, Okay, um, let's see before what else. We get off Star, before we get off Star Wars 15, it is worth noting that the um, there was some problems with Reed Pop, and I've noticed this before, um, and that has to do with the store. Now, this has been pointed out by Janine, absolutely. So, yes. um, what, what was the issues? Um, my understanding, and there's a few people who I'm sure could talk to this more, was that a combination of, un, of volunteer cashiers um, who didn't really know the system, SKUs not being able to be found, multiple lines funneling down into one spot, um, just a, just a, a accumulation of errors and people wanting to buy armfuls of stuff and not being able to. Um, people would have bought a lot more stuff if they had been able to get through the line without it being massively long. I know that I went through a booth that was managed by the Reed Pop people uh, for the Marvel stuff during New York Con in 14, and I certainly got the same feeling of, this is simple. I want to buy five items. This is not rocket science. Ring me up, take my card, let me go. It took me f- probably at least 40 minutes at the cashier's. This was after I had waited in line to get to buy those five items. It should not take that long. It shouldn't. So I suspect that they're talking about the similar kind of problems at Star Wars. And um, I'm hoping that Reed Pop gets this together. They need to. Was this something that happened over the course of the entire weekend as well, or was it just one day? Or I believe it's the whole. It was the whole weekend. Wow. From what? Yeah. From what people are saying on the forum, um, and there's a uh, there's a thread about it. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that CCI have kind of um, uh, they they kind of knew that that was, uh, is an issue, uh, and they mm-hmm. in removing it from the exhibition floor. Uh, I think they that was one of the the best moves they ever did over the last couple of years. So, uh, and no, pre-orders. It, yeah, and pre-orders, absolutely. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, Janine is saying, believe it or not, the lines seemed worse on Sunday than they were on Saturday during Star Wars celebration. But I will definitely go again. It was a blast. <laughs> from no, from what from what we saw on the stream as well. I mean, even here in the UK, because I um, have a part-time job where um, I work in a shop. And um, thankfully, the footfall uh, in the final couple of hours of the day is minimal. So I was able to kind of 
have the laptop and watch the, the stream. And it happened at six o'clock, uh, which is uh, in the in the six o'clock in the evening here in the UK. Which means uh, once the shop shut at six, I was watching the, the stream and the timing was really, really, really cool. But it also meant that I very nearly got locked inside the industrial complex because I was busy watching the stream for Star Wars Celebration. That's how I, you, you, oh, it was amazing. Um, so, I th- yeah, I think that that's the live stream. Yeah. Now then, which leads on to a piece of news that got announced two weeks ago, which I do not understand why more people aren't talking about this. This, I think, is exciting stuff. And it is the deal that's going to be happening with CCI, with Lionsgate, to produce a on-demand channel for Comic-Con content. This is brilliant. Um, this is where we finally have Comic-Con, 24 hours a day, 48 hours, um, 52 weeks of the year. And I, we get to, I think it's brilliant. I did not understand that it was in conjunction with CCI. Yes, it's I thought official, it was, official it was, channel. For CCI. Yep, it's official. Comic-Con International. Yep. That's interesting because what CCI has always said in the past is that they didn't want to do that because it lost the specialness of attending the panel. And that's, you know, so it's it's going to be really – and that's what they've said about the – hosting the the overflow panels in in the hotels. Yeah. Now, admittedly, what they're saying is that the channel is going to have um, Comic-Con content available on demand. It's not said anything about live streaming yet. Uh, this is uh, okay. some, this is something that um, I'm desperately hoping that they'll actually introduce, or at least panel recaps. But they've, uh, if you've ever been to a panel at Comic-Con, you know that the cameras are there uh, in pretty much most of the... They have got yards of... Uh, content at their disposal, which they, I mean, they could show Jim Lee panels on a rotating, on a rotating (laughs) channel quite happily. Um, there's plenty of content that they've got, but they're also talking about, um, Lionsgate films. They're talking Lionsgate content. It's going to be a definite, um, a collaboration between the two, but an actual Comic Con channel. I think it's, it's exciting, exciting stuff. And I'm stunned that more people aren't talking about it. Um, I would love it if they were able to get from all different cons. Like somebody had mentioned Emerald City Con, which I didn't include in the spring cons, and I absolutely should have. But if they could get content from Emerald City and C2 and Star Wars and 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 all of them, that would be brilliant. And just and I, I, just I, I, just, I just suspect that what they've done is they've watched the um, the launch of Con TV and just gone, it's good. It's close, but it's not quite there. You know what? I think we can do better. Boom. And that's what they've launched. I think it's exciting stuff. Um, let's see, because we have had one or two comments um, come up on the Q&A. And this is certainly regarding, obviously, I mean, I think it's still going to be one of the big uh, topics of conversation, which is, of course, um, Nerd HQ. Now, this was a, um, a comment from Karma Savage. Hello, Karma. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. There is still hope. This was posted by a Friends of CCI member, uh, Ari Will, Nerd HQ, happened in 2015. During the Conman Hangout this evening, um, the producer, PJ Hararama, Har- uh, they mentioned Comic-Con and they ner- mentioned Nerd HQ again. No specifics, but there are broadcasts planned soon. 
And I also noticed another comment as well, um, saying that um, two weeks ago there was a, a comment on the Nerd Machine uh, Facebook that things were under discussion. So it's there's I think they're still planning it, but I just think that what they're going to be doing is scaling it all the way back. I think their ambitions at Petco were just too much. Um, I think it cost. I mean, when when people talk about Comic Con using Petco, I don't think they can afford it. Uh, I I think there's just too much money in Petco, and they just they know that they've got a venue which people can will pay through the nose to use. Yeah, that I I don't think that 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 hadn't come up when it's been approached at the talkback panels that I've attended. Um, the the reasons why they've said is primarily um, because a lot the one that sticks out in my mind is that they're just they're worried about their fans and sure. having all of us nerds out in the sun for the San Diego sun for, for hours and sure. and I know how bad even waiting for Lego the Lego minifigs were last year a friend of mine got heat stroke because of it um so I, that that would be my major concern if I were Comic Con is the fans. But I think I think it's also just the fact that I mean I had a delightful argument with someone on Twitter about um, the amount of money that flows through Comic Con's coffers. Uh, it's an it's a it's a non profit. It has always said that it's a non profit, and the money absolutely goes into maintaining Comic Con because if you've seen that it's now exploded beyond the convention center, that takes cash. And mm-hmm. that's where your ticket prices, that's where your ticket money is going. Yeah. Um, so it's, if you do the math and look at just what gets used, I mean, hiring the eyes, hiring the ballroom for the Eisners, mm-hmm. that ain't going to be cheap. The production team behind it, that ain't going to be cheap. It all adds up. So I think we get a good deal for our ticket price. I think we do all right. Um, Compared and, to other cons, it's it's a bargain. Yeah. So I think the, the whole thing at Petco, because... At the end of the day, Nerd HQ, uh, sorry, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry have got a dump truck of cash from uh, um, Legendary in store. <laughs> they, they, it's a financial thing, and I think they've got the money to do it. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. I mean, let's uh, well, let's 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 talk about. Can I talk um, about my Japan vacation. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Your turn. <laughs> you talk. So I went to an area. In Japan, which um, I also one of my forum members went to, and it's called Akabara. I'm probably saying that wrong. It was an amazing, um, it was the electronics area that people always talk about going to Japan. I've just posted a few pictures on the forum, and we'll um, we'll post a link to it. Um, some of the highlights for me were a bedazzled transformer. Optimus Prime. I mean, who doesn't want to see, uh, you know, a, a three foot bedazzled Optimus Prime? It's, I mean, I go out of my way for that. <laughs> That's, that was amazing. Um, just the rows and rows and boxes and boxes of vinyl toys and toys. Um, I've got a, a video up in this, this thread that I'm, um, should be uploaded by this point. Um, which uh, just walks through a very, very small, it's seven, 
seven floors in, in each of these buildings, and at least three of the floors are devoted towards anime and um, vinyl figures. Wow. And you could just numb with all of this this input. And I'm not a big vinyl fan, so it was kind of a little unfortunate. If you get a if you ever get a chance to go to this the shopping electronics mecca in Japan, Tokyo, absolutely do it. And I'm going to post the pictures because that's what I do. I'd love to see them because I mean, yeah, you do. You've seen it on music videos and you've seen it on mm-hmm. um, on television programs, and you do see all this. And not only that, but I also like seeing all the the copycat technology as well. <laughs> kind of right. Oh, absolutely! It, it was just it was amazing to me. Just the overwhelming. I took my parents there um, after we had been to a museum. I said, and now for something completely different. We don't have to stay. And we got off the thing, and you're looking up at seven-foot buildings with anime characters and lights and flashing and Times Square multiplied in terms of neon <laughs> by, you know, probably a, a factor of at least, uh, you know, tenfold. And my dad is wandering off into the crowds <laughs> with his cane. <laughs> I'm going, Dad, Dad, this is the same one who says, I can't talk now. I'm busy in a panel. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't know your parents at all, do you? Well, no, I do. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, they, they're artists. They're not. I, think, I didn't I didn't think they'd be so interested in the pop culture. <laughs> so. So that's that that was the high, you know one of the highlights for me in Japan. Um I do want to announce on the that I I do want to say that uh plans are afoot to add another area to the forum. Um that's going to uh but but I'll hopefully have more to announce on that next week. Now this um, is something this is something that um uh, uh Alyssa has been talking to me behind the scenes about this she can't she can't reveal too much so far, but trust me, it's big stuff. So it will be a soft up. when it when it happens, it will be a soft open. So not much announcements are going to be happening about it. I'll mention it here, but that's probably about it. Um, so keep your eyes tuned. Parking. I'll tell you when she's not looking. <laughs> when, when, when she's no, not looking. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> parking is going on sale tomorrow. Well, that's is, <laughs> parking is going on ah, sale tomorrow. Indeed. We're starting the, the parking thing. Um, by all reports, the vendors who have already and staff who've already gone through the system say it's working well. It should be working well after <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> The moment, the moment when it comes to Comic Con, the moment anyone turns around and says our plans are going fantastically. <laughs> and last but not least, for news on the forum, we have um, the new, the 2014 lanyards. 15. Nice. Right. Sorry. So we have this is the thing. And I don't know if you could catch all the blood spatter as <laughs> contributing from one of my. Forum members. That was a uh, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she 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 didn't kill a printer uh, no. to, to 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 get that out of somebody's hands. That's not how it worked. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're gonna if you're gonna showcase that, I'm gonna do my little showcase because no, Absolutely. I'll, my turn. 
Um, I um, am part of the uh, San Diego Comic Con UK attendees group, and this is where I'm going to have to do a little bit of thing which I don't usually do, which is screen share. But let's see if this works. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> 